Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I tell you, the more you learn, the more delusional this whole thing becomes. Uh, my colleagues, uh, Blake Ellis and Melanie Hicken, took a look at the 81st people, the first 80 people who were arrested at the Capitol and their voting records, Brianna, and they found out that 10%, eight of them, did not vote in the last election. You want to know who they were? Here's three of them right now. Donovan Crowell, he is the ex-Marine. He's affiliated with Oath Keepers. Uh, he, he registered for vote in 2013, but never voted, ever. In fact, the uh, state of Ohio, the county, sent him a note asking uh, for him to respond. They never responded, so he was actually removed from the voter rolls. This guy is charged um, in, in the uh, detention of uh, government property and conspiracy, destruction of government property and conspiracy. Jack Griffin is another one. He's 25 years old. He's from Tennessee, uh, charged with violent entry. He did not vote in 2020, even though on social media he was posting things like, Why God? Why have you forsaken us? Trump still has a plan. Uh, part of that plan should have been that he voted for Trump, which he did not. Grayson Courtright, University of Kentucky. She is a senior there. She's charged with entering a restricted building, registered to vote in West Virginia, but again, uh, did not vote, Brianna, did not vote in 2020 for Trump. Uh, on social media, she was bragging about her participation, saying that she can't wait to tell my grandkids I was here as for being there at the Capitol that day. So all these people who actually went to the Capitol uh, to protest and to storm the Capitol, I guess, to show that the vote was unfair to Donald Trump, turns out they didn't vote at all. I've worked, I've been a business owner for 20 years. I've been married almost 25 years. I'm a very proud mother of three children. I've never done drugs. I've never been arrested. The only thing bad I've done is probably gotten a speeding ticket. But you know what? Just like every single other person, yeah, I have said things I shouldn't say at some time or another, but I don't think I have anything to apologize for. So refusing to believe Trump-Russian collusion conspiracy guys theories and looking them up on looking things up on the internet and asking questions about it on Facebook, big deal. Just because I posted things on Facebook back in 2018 doesn't mean that I should be removed from my committees here in Congress. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't be here to do the job that I came here to do. What they're angry about at me is I refuse to apologize. I refuse to be whipped into submission by the nasty, bloodthirsty hyenas in the media, and I refuse to back down. When you have someone as dangerous as Marjorie Taylor Greene is, who has not shown remorse, who has not, in fact, doubled down the other day and said she'll never apologize, she'll never back down, uh, when you have someone like that who is dangerous, we're not talking about someone who just makes offensive comments with whom we disagree. We're talking about someone who engages in dangerous conduct and statements. She stalked a teenager. She promoted the idea that Nancy Pelosi should, ha should have a quicker end by having a bullet put in her. Uh, she, she supported the and, and fanned the flames that led to the riot and attack on the Capitol. Marjorie Taylor Greene is the David Duke of this day. How do they not see that she is equal, equally, if not more poisonous to the United States of America and our way of life and our beliefs. This is a woman who promotes violence. Mm. She, she, she doesn't just make offensive statements. And when you have someone who endangers yeah. the lives of others in our body, we have to make sure we render her powerless. 
And that's exactly what you do as uh, Congresswoman uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. You render Representative Green powerless. She is unapologetic. Oh, I sh- you know, there are things I should have said I didn't say, and daddy, you know. Uh, and the Republicans, I think to some degree, are now coming around because they're getting pressure from you. She doesn't represent the party. And that's really the question for Republicans listening to the show this morning. I know you listen. I know you're out there in your trucks, on your way to work. Uh, you, you are, you know, you, you, you're on demand. I know you're listening. Does she represent the Republican Party? And 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 that's the question. Number so so Debbie Washerman Schultz, forget about her political affiliation. Because there are a large number of Republicans right now that are speaking out against her. And and let me tell you again, the reason is you do not underestimate or marginalize your voice. I'm going to start with you early birds, one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. But let's get it started, Daryl. Let's do our history, and uh, then we'll throw some topics on the uh, on the floor for discussion. I'm Madison, the Black Eagle, here on Sirius XM, Urban View. Let's get it started. Let's get Theater of the mind. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Flying a mile high, it's Joe Madison, the Black Eagle. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Pump day! Lift every voice. I was apprehensive. I didn't know what would happen. It was no way for me to know. But I felt that I didn't have any right to fear for my life because I thought I had the law on my side. But I can remember the most hurting thing on that particular day was to be told that I couldn't live in the dormitory. That is uh, Authorine Lucy, registered and attended on this date, 1956, February 3rd, her first classes at the University of Alabama. On this date, she desegregated the University of Alabama. She had to pass burning crosses just to go to school. And she was a citizen of Alabama, a taxpaying citizen. Her family lived in Alabama all their lives. Hostile students, crowds of hostile students. This is what she, this is what she had to go through to attend class. And then, three days later, February sixth, the crowd turned into something we saw 
on February 6th, 2021. A full-scale riot. And trapped her, by the way. Trapped her. Like the, like the members of Congress were trapped. Trapped her in the dormitory. And the university responded. You know how the university responded? Come on, Mr. Madison, tell me. Did they, did they uh, arrest the students who were rioting? Nope. Did they uh, kick the uh, students who were rioting out of school? Nope. You know what they did? They suspended her. They suspended her. And you know what their excuse was? But we had to put you out for your own safety. Man, to have things. See, when, 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 when young people say, boy, we've never seen anything like this. Well, you know what? Some of us have. <laughs> Some of us have. Is radio theater of the mind? Just imagine that. You're going, you, 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 you desegregate the University of Alabama. Today, this generation looking at the football game, you, by the way, <laughs> you would not think that the University of Alabama ever had a problem with segregation. If you watch, if you look at their sporting events and, and their student body today, but that football team, <laughs> and uh, particularly that football team, give me a break. So she she has to she has to go past burning crosses. It turns into a full scale riot, and then the administration at the University of Alabama says, "Well, you know, we'll just we, we're just gonna have to kick you out of school." Well, why? For your own safety. Wow! On this February third. And then February 6, 1956, history repeats itself. But instead of at a university campus, it's on Capitol Hill. It's on Capitol Hill. Wow. Phone number one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five, and then we find out that several, that several of these insurrectionists, several of these rioters, these, these, these folk didn't even vote. Didn't freaking even vote. Let me let me tell you, Daryl's got the cuss jar out. <laughs> Somebody's going to get a lot of money this <laughs> this day today. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just. I mean, I, I, I'm you know, going to. I, huh? What's when Sam? you shared that story with me about the didn't vote, and I thought that's like if you didn't get the flu shot. I knew people like this. They're like, I don't believe in the flu shot. They didn't get the flu shot. Well, have you got the flu? Did you ever get the flu? Oh, yeah, like, you know, uh, once a year. <laughs> and I, 
uh, you know, well, you've got an I, I, option. I mean, I, I, thank you. I mean, thank you. Thank you. And, 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 but wait a minute, but then they didn't vote. But what, what, I know Sherry's getting ready to jump in on I this. Swear. Go, go ahead, Sherry. I swear I and get, declare. Go ahead. These people took action about voting. They didn't like the result. They went out of their way, traveled miles, distance for many of them, to come to a place to protest something that they did not even do. They didn't bother. They didn't vote, and yet they wanted to erase, nullify, nullify, yes, yes. cancel yes. out, yes, marginalize, discredit, yes, your vote. Those who did, those who did vote. Please, now you talk. I mean, there aren't words that I have. Not swear, not mm. otherwise. I don't have words well, you were to swearing, describe that. You were that. swearing a minute ago. Well, uh, yeah, well, right, yes. Right. One eight six. But but I'd have to go get my pocketbook. <laughs> One eight. Okay, Aretha. <laughs> That's why I said that. I thought of her immediately. Okay, Aretha. <laughs> Put it under, not my purse. Put it under the chair here. I, and because, tell the truth. Now, Aretha's pocketbook was nothing that would fit in anybody's pocket. No, no. Aretha, it was a bag. Aretha, it it was wasn't a, even a purse. It was a, well, my, we got some big things. Well, too. I should. All I, right, I, should, I digress. Well, hold on a second. Since we brought up Aretha, we should give uh, Tracy a, uh, a lot of cr- uh, credit for putting together uh, a special that Sirius XM is going to do on uh, one of its uh, music platforms. They're going to have an Aretha channel. The Aretha channel. Yes. Yeah, Aretha yes. channel. Yes. And uh, I got it. they asked me to participate with stories uh, about uh, Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. that, you know, our, our, our friendship and relationship in Detroit, and, and, uh, and we, it, it's some funny stories. And one of them, if you're wondering about the pocketbook comment, <laughs> last time, last time that I saw Aretha Franklin uh, was here at, in in Washington D.C. at the Strat, Strathmore Strathmore Music Hall. Beautiful. It's a beautiful place. The acoustics are great. Well, everybody is in their seats. They're waiting. They're waiting. How long? About an, was it about an hour? 45? Seemed like it. 45? Maybe. I, I know at least 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and they kept, and, 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 the, and the concert wasn't happening. But people didn't walk out. Mm-mm. I mean, they all said, what's going on? Got restless. What's going mm-hmm. on? They got restless. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm asked to come backstage, right? I go backstage. First, I go into where the background singers are, all right? And... <laughs> And they're laughing. They're back there. Shoes are off. They're all dressed. And, and they're all f- friends. You know, this is casual friendship. And um, <laughs> what's going on, y'all? What's going on? <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> well, Aretha, you got Aretha wants you to come in into <laughs> the dressing room. So I go back there. What's happening? And this guy, <laughs> I guess, who works at the box office or the manager of the Strathmore, He's running back and forth, back and forth. And I knew what was going on. I knew what was going on. 
he hadn't delivered the money. Hello. Because this, and this is the, and, and I understand this. You don't get paid after a performance. Mm-hmm. You get paid before the performance. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, she wouldn't accept checks. Mm-hmm. So it had to be in cash. And you, you know where she learned that lesson from? James mm-hmm. Brown. You get that money in cash, and you get it before the concert. And uh, she used to tell stories about she'd be, she'd be on stage doing the concert. And the box office manager, the owner of the uh, the venue, he'd go, he's gone. <laughs> he's closed the box office. And run. And, as, and gone. So she wasn't going out on stage until, and this is a rather sophisticated place. I don't think they had that much cash. I don't know if they had to go to the bank or wherever they had to go. And then finally, so I said, what's the deal? No, just, just, hey, just sit here, Joe, just sit here. And I'm watching, uh, nope, no, and she's just not, you know. And I, I finally go back to the, to the seat, right? And Sherry said, well, what's, what's all that about? I said, you'll see in a minute. <laughs> and then finally she comes out on stage. What? Mm-mm. What? The manager came oh, out the on manager stage. came out on stage. <laughs> first things first. You've yeah, already I, said. That's right. The manager, not the, but it wasn't the manager. Well, Stratton. it was her. It was her manager, manager. Yes. Came out on stage with the purse. Yes. The pocketbook mm-hmm. and put it under the, the piano. piano stool, right? <laughs> yes. Right, right under the piano yes. stool. Yes. And then Aretha came out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we are over there cracking. Cracked in. Up, cracking okay. up. When there's that song, first you look at the purse. First yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's this the white from Ohio? You had a question. Had a question mm-hmm. for Sherry. What's up, the white? Yeah, I want to hear Sherry Greville yell this morning about people want uh, didn't vote, but they want to discard our vote <laughs> this morning. Yeah, baby. That's a, you've got the rebel yell. I don't have one assigned yeah. to me yet. But I tell you, I'm sure I'm sure feeling it. Isn't that amazing? What's stuck on stupid isn't, can that be? Isn't that amazing, uh, Dwight? Sit up. Yeah. Wait a minute. I mean, they, and, and, and they didn't vote. They didn't vote. We didn't vote for a man that they may end up going to jail over. And thank you. And you see him. Oh. He made me do it. He made me do it. <laughs> the devil made me do well, it. Hey, Dwight, I, Dwight, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, Dwight, my grandparents yeah. would, would and, and, you know, you'd get in trouble. Well, and I had two cousins, all older cousins. I just admired them. Walter and Jerry Hayden. They were great athletes. Um. And and uh, and they lived, and I used to follow them. You know, I'm in junior high or freshman in high school, and you know, they're just you know older cousins, right? And man, I'd be following them around and get in all kind of trouble. And I don't mean John Lewis good trouble. (laughs) 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 And and I'd go home, boy. Well, you know. Uh, Walter and Jerry, I I was I was with them, and you know, and they said it was okay, and 
And, and then my grandmother would say, if, though, if they told you to jump off the Third Street Bridge, would you do that? No. Would yep. you, if they, would you, and, and how many of us grew up with parents and grandparents who reminded us, you know, you, that you don't necessarily follow people. You, get, you have your own mind. I mean, this is, right. this is what we're dealing with. Thank you, uh, Dwight. <laughs> and, and, uh, but let me tell you, Walter and Jerry were good. They were good folk. I mean, they were. They were you know, but, man, every time I'd be around Walter, particularly, uh, man, Walter, every time around you, something happens. Police stop us? <laughs> what the hell is going on? You know. Anyhow, 21 after. So the, these folks didn't vote, didn't vote for the man, didn't freaking vote. God. And come up here and, and tear the place up, up the Capitol building. Tear it. That's the old saying. What it took an architect to build. Oh, jackass. Take no, a no, jackass but, uh, the, the old, no, not architect. Uh, they uh, build, you know, it takes a, a, a to build a barn. What mm. it takes people to build a barn, a jackass can kick it down. Uh, and he's a bunch of jackasses. We saw that firsthand. And then, and then, of course, Representative Green, she's running around here now, and the G and the GOP is acting like they don't know what to do with her. They don't know what. What do you mean you don't know what to do with her? She sits up here and. And, and talks about unapologetically how Nancy Pelosi needs to be assassinated. And she's sitting there just a few feet from her. And you're sitting up here talking about, well, we don't know what to do with her. Well, let me, take, let me ask you this question. And before we go to, a, a, if, if someone you work for, just if someone you worked with said inside that workplace, Let's say in the cubicle next to you or on the same floor. You know, Dwight, Dwight needs to be assassinated. Mm. You'd go to HR, that person would be fired. Yep. That person, Dwight, would be fired. And the Republican Party is sitting up here having to be pressured. McCarthy has to be pressured to... Oh, well, we, I don't know what we're going to do with her. You know what I think it's going to take, in my opinion? The Republican Party is going to have to have an exorcism from Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's probably going to take an exorcism to that's, that's separate why I said, them from this devil. That's why I said yesterday. That's why I said yesterday. As long as they recognize Donald Trump as the leader of their party, which he is self-declared, and, and let me put it this way. They haven't told him he's not. Thank you. Then you can't trust the Republicans. one 801 Thanks, Dwight. We'll continue here with Madison on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's the deal. If this generation doesn't stand up and defend freedom... It's gone. Yeah. And once it's gone, freedom doesn't come back by itself. 
The only way you get your freedoms back is it's it's earned with the price of blood. We we can't be too busy or, or too complacent or too worried about offending someone anymore. It's there's no more excuses. This is this is it. November third, freedom is on the ballot. You have a choice of either voting for freedom by voting for Donald J. Trump for president again for four more years, voting Republican straight down your ballot, or you're gonna vote for socialism and vote to completely end America as we know it. And this is this is no joke. And and she's talking about blood, spilling blood. Now that's what she's talking about. And what did she say? This is Marjorie Green. There's no joke. Now the re, the, the absurdity of it is they didn't even vote. Many of these people didn't even vote. And she's talking about and pushing a conspiracy theory that suggests that the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, should be assassinated. And it, now it's like words don't count. I can't even imagine what the reaction would be in the United States of America if a member of the Congressional Black Caucus would say what she said, would talk about assassination, I can't, um, well, I can't imagine. I, I, that's a figure of spec. I know what would happen. It would be an immediate vote to expel that person. Now, you Republicans listening to me, and especially you black Republicans who loved past tense to call up my show during the election talking about, oh, black folk in the Republican Party, and, they, and they, they're sitting up here right now listening to me. And, and if you've got the courage, call. But it's amazing how quiet you are. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you because you know I'm telling you the truth. Because before you were a Republican, you were black. I can guarantee you on your, on your birth certificate, it does not say Republican. It doesn't say Democrat. So let's be honest. What do you think would happen if a member of the Congressional Black Caucus pushed a conspiracy theory to assassinate the Speaker of the House? What do you think would happen? So let's quit playing games. Let's quit listening to these newscasts on cable and I don't care wherever else and act like this is some kind of storytelling time. Words have consequences. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Hell, I know broadcasters that have been fired because, come on now, Madison, tell the truth. Because they just mentioned the name Louis Farrakhan. I'm I'm not playing. Look, let me tell you something. I know broadcasters that have been fired because they just uttered the name Louis Farrakhan. I had, matter of fact, when I was at WRC, he works now as a newscaster. He was my engineer. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the story, put it in my book. And, and Louis Farrakhan was doing, I don't know what, it might have been, it might have been during the middle, Million Man March. It, it maybe, I think it was before that. And I was, say, I was talking about Louis Farrakhan. 
And this engineer had the nerve to get an attitude. I mean, an attitude like, I'm divorcing myself from this show. Motherfucker, you are an engineer. You sit, you sit your ass down and, hand, and push those buttons. And he just got an attitude. And, and by the way, it was a news story. It was a news story. And here you have a member of the United States Congress pushing a conspiracy, talking about assassinating the Speaker of the House. And the Republican Party and some of its black supporters, yeah, I'm talking about y'all, are sitting up here going, well, what do we do with her? I don't know what we should do with her. I don't know. Should she stay on the committee, the education committee? Well, well, you know, did y'all see her walking behind a, 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 the young man? Terrorizing him? How David dare Hogg. you? Yeah, David teenager. Hogg. Yeah, a teenager. A teenager. Oh, wow. 34 after the hour. <laughs> Tom from Pennsylvania. You're on with Madison. Hello? Hello, Tom. Oh, this is actually Ron. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. Good morning. Uh, good good just morning. I just want to say thank you again. Thank you again for all information. I uh, just want to be real quick. Two points. Uh, first of all, you know, I mean, it's self-explanatory. Anybody with sense knows that it wasn't a political move, them showing up. Uh, morally, they believed in what Donald Trump was saying and his actions and all the fuckery that came along with Donald Trump. I like okay. that word, That's... fuckery. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... Oh, no, no, no. I'm not putting a dollar my, my, in that. My, that's my bad. That's my bad. No, 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 no. That's my bad. Maybe, maybe 50 cents. But <laughs> I'll throw it in there, Joe. All right. I'll throw it in there Said you got something. Um, and then the second point was kind of off the, off the beat path just a little bit. Um, for like Black now. History Month, a lot of people don't understand their history and, their, and knowledge itself. I did my DNA testing, and it came up that I was a direct descendant of a pharaoh. So you, you people, not just black, white, Asian, no, no, knowledge itself is everything. And, you know, you won't be sold short when somebody tries to sell you. Well, that, the, the op, look, the opposite of that point is what Dr. King uh, said in his sermon, one of his sermons that the two most dangerous things on the planet, sincere ignorance and uh, conscientious stupidity. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's true is, one, I think one of the, 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 the quotes that ought, to be, that ought to be hammered in people's consciousness, because he's, uh, he's absolutely right. Man, when you don't know sincere ignorance, meaning you haven't been taught or you didn't bother to learn, there's a difference between when I was in high school, I had a, a teacher said, wait a minute, my job is to teach. Your responsibility class is to learn. There's a difference. And then you have these individuals who followed Donald Trump, who, by the way, were are participating in conscientious stupidity. They know consciously that they were wrong. 
they my, my, look marjorie green knows damn well she is 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 wrong in 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 supporting the assassination of a political leader in the united states of america she knows damn well she's wrong and most of these republicans know she's wrong they, i mean so let us let us quit playing let us quit playing games and it, and and that's why i said you can't trust the Republican Party if they continue to continue to pretend that they don't know what to do with her. Oh, please, and I'm just calling it straight. I'm calling a spade a spade. This is not this is not brain surgery. Ron from Georgia, you're on with Madison. Let me take Ron from Georgia. You're on with Madison on Sirius XM Urban View 37 after the hour. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, Joe and Sherry. Uh, Sherry is spot on about the exorcism of, of the GOP need to get Trump out of their system because they're they, they okay with the alternative facts. They're okay with Donald Trump's world, and they're making up a lot of excuses of to not get rid of that woman because any other entity, she will be automatically expelled or fired. With that type uh, hey, of hey, Ron, 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 did yes. we not, Ron, how clear can we be if a member of the Congressional Black Caucus is, had publicly tweeted, stated, wrote, communicated in any way, form, or fashion that they supported the Speaker of the House being assassinated, they would have been expelled instantly. And by the way, the narrative on talk radio, cable news, the narrative would be not only expel them, but arrest them, especially if it led to a riot on Capitol Hill. Now, that's reality. That's reality. And, 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 and so what is the other reality? The question that, the, that I always ask. So Ron, from Georgia, what are you going to do about it? And, and that goes, what, 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 and listen, listen, this is, you don't have to, this is the yeah. deal. Not just you, Ron, I'm sorry, I'm not. Okay. This is the deal. Every person who has a member of Congress should be calling, communicating with their member of Congress, use the Five Calls app, and insist that they vote to expel her from Congress. Now, that's what you can do about it as a voter. That's exactly what you can And And let me tell you, there is no position of neutrality. You either agree with that or you disagree with that and no matter and where the, you position yourself determines exactly where you are now that's it so the question is to you ron who's your member who's your congressperson uh, uh, uh that's warnock and also no warnock is your senator the senators no okay. who is your congressperson i i don't know him offhand no i don't that's all right. No problem. No, see, no problem. That's sincere. I just don't know. 
So now what you have to do is find out what district you live in, who is your congressperson, and communicate with them. Because, and, and, and this is, this, I'm not chastising you. What bothers me about talk radio sometimes is it is so easy to, to pick up the phone in the morning and call me and, and, and I, oh, I agree with Sherry. I agree with your callers. I agree with you, Mr. Madison. Then what are you going to do about it? And let's stop. You have to find out first who is your congressperson. I don't have a vote in Congress. I don't have a vote. So all you're doing, quite honestly, is talking. And what good is talk without action? That's why I asked the question, what are you going to do about it? So well, you could I call app. I will get on that like right away. Thank you. There you go. It, we ha- that's, that's why these, see, this is why these Republicans are hesitating. They're trying to get a feel. They're trying to get a feel. Well, if, uh, what should we do? And they're going to make a political decision instead of really doing the right thing. Uh, Carla, I'm sorry, 42 after the hour. We'll stay on time. one 801 But think about this. All these freaking yahoos, whatever you want to call them, despicables, whatever they are, rioters, insurrectionists, freaking traitors. Traitors. Matter of fact, there's an interesting word um, that I, um, I saw today. Uh, I'm, I'm one of these uh, people that I love going to the uh, dictionary on, on my phone. And there's a word. Quizzling. 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 Yes, quizzling. Q-U-I-S-L-I-N-G. One who commits treason. Traitor. One who, and it's a noun. These are quizzlings. These are quizzlings. Quizzlings. One who commits uh, treason. I'm Madison, 43 after the hour. Your call is next. Who's next? Carla, right after this, from Oklahoma. Oh, by the way, one call a week, please, folks. And, it's, and, and it, because it, we, we, we need, we always encourage first-time callers. And we have nine lines. Some of them are open right now. But we, we, we encourage first-time callers because one of the things, I tell you, this is, this is, this is Talk Radio 101. One of the things that will kill a talk show are frequent callers, people who call every day. It, it, I, I, you, you really want as much diversity in your callers as you, can, as you can get. So I learned actually from Larry King. Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah, 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 Larry. Uh, hey, 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 on your show, man. You got to. Uh, keep it to one call a week because uh, you got, but Larry, I need calls. Are you doing a national show? Yeah. Well, hell, if you can't fill up nine lines, you don't need to be in this business. <laughs> that, that, that was what he told me. That's what he said. 
You got millions of folk listening to me. You got millions of folk. Now, if you can't fill up nine lines, you don't need to be in this business. I'm Madison. We'll continue right after this. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 